Hey everybody, and welcome back to Ukrainianish, where we're covering war, identity, and victory. Today we're diving into Pachersk School International, aka PSI, which we're both alumni of. The school represents an incredibly resilient international community that, like the whole country, went through a lot in terms of pandemic and war, but it never failed to feel like a place where we belong. And we wanted to focus in on PSI because I think it's a really good case study of uh, first of all, Ukrainian resilience through the war, but also this episode is just a section of a greater idea that we want to cover throughout the podcast, which is how the war has impacted education and specifically impacted kids. And I know this kind of goes without saying, but I'm super excited for this episode because we were both students there. And I remember all those initiatives and committees that we were a part of. You were my absolute role model for my whole time at PSI. Oh, and I remember you doing all these cool and meaningful things. And I was just I was just like, I, I need to do this. I, I got to be like her. Anyways, I absolutely love PSI and hope to work there one day, but we'll see. Ah, Naomi, stop. <laughs> <laughs> so in this episode, we're going to hear from the director of PSI, uh, Rachel Caldwell, as well as a current student there. We wanted to bring in the director so that we could better understand how the transitioning education model works and how all that um what the intentions were behind the move. And we'll also hear from Sophia, aka my best friend, to better understand the impacts of the move on students. Without further ado, let's jump in. All right, today we are joined by a really incredible guest. We're so excited to have educator extraordinaire, Rachel Caldwell, but I'll let you introduce yourself. Tell us a bit about who you are, how you're connected to the podcast, um, and how you're connected to Ukraine. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here in the company of two wonderful students and alumni of the school that I have been serving for the last five years as the director, Pachersk School International in Kiev, uh, very fondly known as PSI. So yes, I joined the school back in 2018 and uh, have loved every moment, um, despite some of the bumpy rides that we've had along the way, um, like the pandemic and then the full-scale invasion. Um, yes, it's been an interesting uh, experience, but one that I would not, uh, clearly, I, I wish with every every eon of my being for this horrible aggression to finish. However, what has come from the community that I've been in through this very difficult moment is something I would, I will treasure, treasure forever. All right. And tell us a little bit about... Um your time at PSI, what did it look like? Um, how did PSI transition from Kiev um, and where did it transition to? PSI is a, a true community school, uh, a school that really cares about its people. And I think that that has only augmented over time. The campus is in a beautiful uh, area in Kiev, Olesuski, very close to the National Park. And there's a, a special love for, for our campus. Um, people talk about it often. It's a, it's a city campus, so sometimes we would uh, feel that we were limited in space, but we always felt like it was our home, regardless. And we had beautiful facilities, our swimming pool, our outdoor play areas. I know that there were wonderful initiatives to greenify, and I'm saying that because some of the people here were helping with those. 
and and lots of things that of course we wanted to do to to further improve we were never and will never be satisfied with status quo in our community and then the full-scale invasion happened and threw everything um, into dis a disruption and discombobulation but we uh, responded in the same way I think that we've responded to everything with a determination and almost a stubbornness because there's no way that anybody or anything is going to take away our students' rights to an excellent education. And so we started, we had been planning um, previously, but we really didn't think that the situation would evolve in quite the dramatic way that it did. But fortunately, we had lots of good friendships that we had established over the years and lots of folks that we networked with and we were able to negotiate uh, a move for our campus to the American School of Warsaw, actually using a piece of their land and integrating our students into some of their courses and, and classes. And at the same time, we negotiated a wonderful situation with Avenues, the World School Online, to enable those students who couldn't join us in person but wanted to remain with PSI to do so. And Avenues also offered some incredible elective classes for the students who were face-to-face -face learning with us. Um, and all of that happened between April and August of last year. Sometimes when I think about that, the speed at which uh, the team managed to have that happen, it takes my breath away a little. Amazing. Thank you. Uh, so we wanted to hear a little bit about how the shift has impacted students specifically. I know Sonia is a graduate of PSI, but that as well, how you kind of managed ending that school year, but also how the shift has been for students uh, in this current, current school year. With graduation on the horizon, it's happening in two days time here for us. I've been thinking a lot about last year. One of the things that I love the most about PSI is the strong student voice and the way that they will self-advocate and that they have, they, they do have positive intent and they have an expectation that they will be heard. It should be this way always in schools. And I recall very well the class of 2022 contacting us and saying, just don't even consider it an online graduation, no. And it was exactly how we were feeling, myself and the wonderful high school principal, Dr. Jessica Kruger. And so when the students said that, we said, right, so what do we do? And they said, well, you've got friends, don't you, around the region? Can't you reach out and see if anyone would host us? And that's exactly what we did. And we um, got in touch with, I think, five different schools initially and said, if it were to come to pass, would you be prepared to host us for this incredibly important moment after such a difficult time that these students have been through? And uh, I have to say every single school said yes. And then the students did a survey and the school that, uh, the, the location that was the most convenient and the most, uh, I, I guess, in terms of complex passports, etc., the one that would work out the best for us was uh, Budapest. And so I contacted their phenomenal director, Brett Penny. He didn't even stop to say, well, what might that look like? Or let's think about details. He just said, yes, 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 let's do that. And so the students took over the organization of each other 
to make sure everybody would get there who could. And we took over organizing the adults and the event and um, any special, you know, additions to the actual ceremony. And we managed to also, we didn't have to convince actually, we managed to uh, be successful with our invitation to the um, Ukrainian ambassador to, to Hungary who joined us for that occasion. I don't think I will ever forget that ceremony. It's one of the most meaningful moments I have had in in my time as an educator and just as a human being. It was absolutely beautiful, everything about it. Um, so that was last year. And then I think for the students, it was phenomenally important. Uh, they spoke about the impact it had, as it did for the teachers and the, and, and the staff and parents who came. It gave, it, it brought the celebration that everybody deserved, particularly the students. And it allowed for some form of closure as well, which we were all longing for. And so then we arrived for the school, the new school year in Warsaw. And there is this sense of absolute excitement to be together. A, a, almost a honeymoon period, you could describe it as. But things were so different. Um, and I think we all were ready for, for having to, to respond to that. But the students, honestly, everybody, the staff, um, the parents, we all needed a lot of support to adjust. And there has been throughout the year the sense of strong gratitude, but also this sense of absolute desire to be back at home. And so, you know, the place where we belong is definitely still there as, as, as our motto would suggest but 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 needing to be back at home is also important to everybody and that's where PSI belongs uh, is in Kiev so students honestly when you ask me just about students of course they're our priority but what they've needed has not been very different from the adults they need to be listened to they need time they need emotional support um, they need compassion they need as many moments of joy to be created uh, as possible, and we've had them. I don't think I've ever laughed so much despite everything that's going on because of the students and our colleagues um, and our parents and our community. So it has definitely been a, a tough year. I mean, it's clear, obviously we have students, when the bombings began again in October, we had students who were watching as their grandmother's apartment across the road was, was destroyed you can only begin to imagine the impact that that's having on anybody, let alone a teenager who's also separated from, from their father. Um, so trauma-informed practice has become something very, very important in our school and will continue to be a priority. Um, and self-regulation as well, ways to manage your responses in very difficult moments is a priority at, at all times that teachers build into their classrooms and that we practice as the adults in order to be able to help the students. And the parents see our, our campus as a safe haven. It allows them somewhere that they can come together, many of them separated from their partners. It allows their, some, them somewhere to come, to be, to, to sometimes to laugh and sometimes to definitely cry uh, and, and to, to get through some very difficult moments together. And we've been pleased that we're able, of course, to provide that, that space for everyone. Absolutely. 
Wow, that was really enlightening. Thank you for sharing that whole story with us. Um, and looking towards the future of PSI, I know you won't be the, the director for much longer, um, but walk us through the decision to move back to Kiev for the 2023-2024 school year. And um, where do you see the future of PSI? I'll start with that. The, PS, the future of PSI is, is bright and PSI will continue to, to garner strength and to be a wonderful organization for the students that it serves. I'm absolutely convinced of that. I think that the decision to return connects back to my uh, explanation about that sense of longing to be home. We, we needed to move to Warsaw to, to regroup, to process, to think. Most of our families, as you know, had vast majority of our families had departed. I think we only had three families left in Kiev. Um, and so there was no sense in remaining on that campus if we could serve a majority of parents elsewhere. But as the year went by, there was this sense that is PSI really PSI if it isn't in Kiev? Um, and we want to be there absolutely to support and assist in all of the restructuring and the rebuilding that has to go on both in the philosophical and in the practical sense. And so a decision was made relatively early that unless, and this was the unless, we could never quite articulate the unless because it's really, we're just going back. And the only unless would be something absolutely horrendous to imagine, which is that Ukraine is no longer Ukraine. So we can't accept that that will ever happen. And so with determination and I think a sense of relief as well, we decided to go home. And I am proud of our Board of Governors for being courageous in that early decision, which has allowed us to start our enrollment really early, our recruitment process really early, and our preparations for getting back onto campus early. I was there just a couple of weeks ago. And to see the campus full of folks doing maintenance jobs and painting and, and to see all of our wonderful people who've been there on the ground the whole time time was just extraordinary and beautiful and a wonderful experience so that's our story we are going back our doors will open on I think it's August 17th for the students but of course in mid-July for our new leadership team as you mentioned sadly and with um, leaving half of my heart behind I will be moving on but I will be there always for anything I can do to assist PSI for sure just like many of our, our alumni are Absolutely. And then looking forward to the future, not just for PSI, but for Ukraine, what are your hopes for Ukraine? Our hopes, of course, are for a victory. That means that Ukraine is united, reunited with every bit of Ukraine that is Ukraine. Um, and that Ukraine comes out of this um, incredibly strong. Uh, Ukraine's reputation in the world is absolutely appropriate, resilient, determined, courageous. And having been there just recently, the people just amaze me and wow me. And I, I feel incredibly privileged to have even this small connection with these people. Um, so freedom is absolutely important. Um, membership, of course, of the European Union. Membership of NATO. I wish Ukraine everything Ukraine wants. And I really hope that all of the nations involved continue 
to do the right thing. And I am um, proud that for the most part, it has uh, evolved in a way that I was concerned it would not. So the arms that are being supplied and the support that is being supplied, thank goodness, continues. Um, and once Ukraine is free, uh, I believe that the investment uh, will be extraordinary and the regrowth will be rapid. Ukrainians um, don't hang around. They get things done. And um, there are people out there just already working towards this that they, they don't even think about the, the possibility it's not going to happen. They are raising money. Huge amounts of funds are being raised around the world to enable projects to get the, the country back on its feet. And I hope that PSI will be deeply connected with uh, schools in Ukraine to work alongside them. Just uh, yesterday, I had a meeting with schools from the Dnipro region, um, facilitated by a colleague who works in international education. And we hope to forge strong connections with them so that we can work in a reciprocal fashion to do the very best for our students, because we need this generation to make far better decisions than any of our generations have before. Wow, that was that was really, really powerful. Thank you for that. And our last question we like to ask all of our guests is what does being Ukrainian mean to you? Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness, this, there's a poem I need you to read. <laughs> it's called, I Want to Be a Ukrainian. And it's by one of my favorite authors, Margaret Wheatley. I've actually asked her uh, to read it. Uh, for this year's graduation that's a secret don't tell so she has recorded that for us and I love the poem because what it says is that Ukrainians are resilient they are strong they are determined they will never give up and her last stanza says that um, she will when she dies she will die happily knowing that she has become a Ukrainian a metaphor for being somebody who understands the complexities of the world and responds in the appropriate manner by reaching out to others and doing everything that should be done to ensure that the right choices are made. So for me, that's, that's it. But I also will add to that, that my experience with my dear Ukrainian friends and colleagues is this wonderful sense of um, fun and joy and humor uh, that they bring to every occasion and this genuine capacity for, for love and affection. I have never felt more loved in a community than I have uh, because of my Ukrainian colleagues. So to me, um, I hope just a little tiny part of me I can now uh, suggest is, is Ukrainian. I would be very proud to be able to say that. Those are all the questions that we had for you, but is there anything else that you want to add? Any closing thoughts, any calls to action for our audience? I appeal to every single person listening to this podcast to continue to support Ukraine in every single way that they can. Um, we understand that sometimes the media can become tired and move on to a new subject but this is entirely an inappropriate response from all of us. As civilized beings, as human human beings, we have an absolute responsibility to maintain 
this news and to let people know the truth of what is going on and to do everything that we can to support Ukraine as it protects all of us from this inhumane and possibly much to be increased aggression if we don't do the right thing now. So don't think that this doesn't impact you. This absolutely will impact you if we don't all stand together, united in our defence of this country. Come together, everyone, please. Incredible. Thank you so much. Hello, welcome to the podcast. Uh, Sophia, would you like to give a quick little introduction and tell us about yourself? Uh, yeah, so my name is Sophia. I'm 16 years old. Uh, I've been friends with Naomi for 10 years of my life. Uh, we met at, <laughs> we met at the wonderful school of PSI. Um, I'm Ukrainian. I'm from Kiev, and my parents are from Lviv. Uh, and yeah, it's an honor to be here. I've, I am a huge fan of this podcast. So can you tell us a little bit about how PSI has transitioned since the war started? Yeah, so um, I remember the first, I remember we went on February break back in 2022. And it just so happened to be that the first day of war was during break. Um, and I remember that, I remember that in the first days of war, I was thinking how PSI was going to continue after that. But then somehow, magically, we managed to have a first day of school on February 28th online. Um, and it was complicated, but it was nice to be with a group of people that you, you knew that cares about Ukraine. And after seeing so many like devastating, so much devastating news about, um, you know, your home country being bombed, being with people who know and love this country was really important for me. Um, and then I remember somewhere in like May or June, there was news circulating that we would be able to join with ASW, um, American School of Warsaw in Warsaw. Um, and I remember the school from previous tournaments in um, our, on our campus and in, uh, in other schools that I've seen them. And I thought it was, at first I was actually not going to go. I was going to do online in Ukraine, uh, uh, online PSI. But then with the decision of my family, we realized that it's not a good idea um, considering the circumstances. So we came to PSI in Warsaw in August. And since then we've been here in, in Warsaw and it's, it's nice to be with people you've known for a while and it's nice to be with new people. Um, but of course, there's always this feeling of, you know, Kiev and missing it and missing home. Um, yeah. Great. Thank you. So uh, we wanted to learn a bit about how PSI has supported students. And since you're an actual student there, uh, we'd love to hear, hear your experience. Yeah. So I think for me as a Ukrainian, like one of the most important things that PSI does to support me is still celebrate Ukrainian events as if we're in Ukraine, like Vyshevanka Day, um, Flag Day, uh, International Day, all of that we were, and even sometimes randomly we will have, um, we will be asked to wear Vyshevankas. Like I remember after a day, uh, after the 10th of October, when there was like the first mass missile strike, um, we all decided that night that we were going to wear Vyshevankas the next day to show the strength that our country showed the day before. Um, and yeah, for the, these type of events are so important for me because I still want to support my country and still want to represent it in any way I can, even though I'm not there. Um, but of course, some well-being things, uh, some well-being activities as well that we do in advisory classes. Um, I'm always able to talk to my teachers and I know that they will understand, they will attempt to understand my pain with what it's like to like constantly see news about my home being, like our, our country being bombed. And 
relating back to because I, I remember this was one of the days that I felt that the community was like the strongest it's ever been in my 10 years of being at PSI um I remember the day again after the no sorry the day of the uh, mass missile strike on October 10th uh I remember it happened in the morning it was like 8 9 a.m and we were told that we can leave our second period class like five minutes early and we all went to the deem uh which is our like campus name there and like like almost a hundred of us were all of us were in one room and you know everyone was in tears but it was the teachers and being a, it was the teachers and the students around us that helped us feel comforted in the fact that you know we're all together and you know some like most of us had family in Ukraine that are suffering from this but it was nice to be with each other so it's just the way that we still celebrate Ukraine that really supports my personal well-being for sure thank you and um, this is a question we ask all the people that we interview, but what does being Ukrainian mean to you? To me, being Ukrainian is passing on the values that my ancestors have, my family. Because the stories that I hear, like, for example, my parents, they are so patriotic and I'm so glad that I grew up with them because I was a, I was very lucky in terms of having a like a full Ukrainian childhood experience of you know, spending my summer, spending my holidays in Salos, which are villages, and having the full experience of like milking cows, um, walking outside to get berries. And I also learned so many, like I know, if you ask me, like, do you know this Ukrainian folk song? I will most likely know it, but I know like most Ukrainian folk songs and and I love singing them. And, you know, we always would sing them with my family, but they really taught me how to be proud of my country and be patriotic because they witnessed and they were a part of Ukraine um, becoming independent from the USSR. And then I hear my grandparents who were trying to fight for Ukraine. And then I hear my great great grandparents who were in the uh, UPA, which is the Ukrainian army that fought against um, Nazis and Russian and the USSR people in uh, World War II. And it's constantly these values that, you know, continue being continuing to be patriotic about my country no matter what the circumstances are and hearing how, like the amazing things that my parents and my family has done but I feel like in the most simplest terms that most people can agree on is like the simple things like looking for blue and yellow in uh, different places or hearing a word hearing a word that like kind of you make an association like for example if I see a chestnut tree I think of Kiev immediately if I see a lion I think of weave um, but it's just these small connections that you make throughout your day. But also, again, as I said, um, passing on the values that your family taught you to have. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Wow, I think it was really great to hear from both Sophia and Ms. Caldwell. It was, I mean, not only nice to, to catch up, but also hear hear the insights and kind of have that internal perspective on how it all works. Because I know I was at PSI throughout the end of the 2022 school year. And this was when they started to announce what PSI would look like. And so I was not at the ASW PSI hybrid school, but my younger sister is. And so it's it's interesting to put myself back in the time when that decision was being made and what the other options were and how it all could have gone. And see, also now, like, a year later, how good of a decision it was and how how it works very well for students. And PSI really capitalized off of the resources and connections it had to make for a very um, meaningful and homey environment for its students. Yeah, I mean, I visited PSI twice since they've opened the campus in Warsaw. 
And first of all, I'm so positively, I wouldn't say shocked, but just so happy to see the way that PSI has transitioned into Warsaw and out of Ukraine. Uh, They have really made the best of a horrible situation. And I mean, when spending time with students, it's so clear that first of all, this was the right decision that for PSI to make is was to move to Warsaw. And also just to hear that there's a lot of support within the PSI community, whether it be teachers or, you know, taking little breaks within the school day to really process what's happening in the war. But it's just, it's really amazing. First of all, to hear Ms. Caldwell's outlook, the outlook of the director, which really, I think, shows the outlook of the school itself. But also on top of that, hear, you know, how resilient the school has been, how adaptable they've been throughout all of this. And with that, we've concluded almost the end of our episode. Now for some news and current events updates. Um, Here's Naomi. Yeah, so within the last few weeks, quite a lot of has happened. Uh, We've seen, first of all, Zelensky, he attended the G7 conference, uh, not attended, but met with leaders at the G7 conference, which was a huge step. Uh, It was in Japan, which is as most know, as very far from Ukraine. So it wasn't just, you know, a Europe trip that we saw last episode and two weeks ago, but now he's going to plenty of other countries. He visited Saudi Arabia where he met with leaders in uh, the Middle East, which really is a big step for Ukraine in terms of the Middle East isn't a particular supporter of Ukraine. They do a lot of deals with like Russia and there's, there's a lot of like Russian gas money coming into uh, to and from Saudi Arabia and a lot of other countries in the Middle East. So it was really interesting to see Zelensky going directly to countries that are supporting Putin and really like giving them his point of view. And uh, although they might not listen to it, I think it's still important for that that voice to be there. But we've also seen a huge wave of missile strikes. Yeah, and over the last few weeks, we've seen quite a lot of missiles shot by Russia into Ukraine. And I think yesterday was the largest round of missile strikes where over 100 missiles were, sh- were aimed at Ukraine and almost all of them were intercepted, which was is really great to see. And I think that comes with a wave of uh, extra support and you know further support from Western countries. Um, Biden has now also given the okay to, for first of all, for countries to send Ukraine fighter jets and uh, for them to train Ukrainian pilots on fighter jets, which is a huge development. They The U.S. has said no to that for over a year. Uh, it's always been part of Ukraine's list and they've always said no. So this decision is really, really important. All right. Thank you guys all so much for listening and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.